Welcome back to Decom Colon Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we are following up The Princess Diaries 1 with The Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement, naturally. Of course. Um, another stacked cast, might I say. Yeah. Now, there's not many returning characters, but there's a whole slew of new people. <laughs> um, first we have John Rhys Davies, who plays um, Uncle. <laughs> he was apparently um, Gimli in Lord of the Rings. I would not really know, so sorry to that man. Uh, more importantly, he played, he voiced Man Ray in Spongebob. That is the uh, supervillain of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, who's like red and blue and has that weird like blue plastic head thing. Mm -hmm. That's this guy. He was also in two of the Indiana Jones movies. Um, I've only seen the Indiana Jones movies once, so I cannot tell you who he was. Um, next, we have Mr. Chris Pine, who plays Nicholas. Most important. This was his first movie role, just like our dear Anne Hathaway before her. Uh, a match made in heaven, if I say so myself. Um, after this movie, he went on to be in Just My Luck with Lindsay Lohan. Classic. Um, I believe he became like a household name whenever he starred in the Star Trek movies. Um, but he was also in a bunch of other things I've seen, like This Means War, Into the Woods, Wonder Woman, um, the What Had American Summer Netflix series, A Wrinkle in Time, and most recently, Don't Worry Darling. And through all of it, he managed to stay out of the drama and unbothered. <laughs> <laughs> Despite being potentially spat upon. D potentially. <laughs> he didn't seem to mind, honestly. <laughs> um, afterwards, we have uh, Raven who we've already met. Um, we have Spencer Breslin, who we met in the Ultimus Christmas Present, and his sister, Abigail Breslin. Um, Abigail Breslin is probably the more famous of the two. Uh, you may know her from Signs or Raising Helen or her Academy Award-nominated role, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, she was definitely, like, one of those kids back in the day who was, like, the kid in everything. Mm -hmm. um, maybe because of the Academy Award nomination. <laughs> uh, she was also in the Santa Claus 3, definitely, maybe, Kit Kittredge, uh, My Sister's Keeper, Zombieland, uh, New Year's Eve, which was another Gary Marshall movie, Perfect Sisters. Do you remember when we watched that? No. It was her and the little girl from Narnia, and they killed their mom because she was, like, an alcoholic. Hmm. A little. We watched that in Maddie's basement. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was a movie. Checks out. Uh, she was also in Scream Queens, playing one of the Chanel's, and most importantly, who can forget her iconic hit single, You Suck. Yes. About one of the five seconds the main, of summer. The main guy. Guys. The main one with the red hair. The, yeah. <laughs> the main one. I know them. Um, <laughs> she <laughs> wrote, if you are unfamiliar, she dated this guy from Five Seconds of Summer, and then she came out and wrote this song. And at first, all of the Five Seconds of Summer girlies were like, ew, gross. But then they all kind of unironically started to love it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not great, but it is fun. It's, it's not and a I good stand song. by that. It's catchy, and I love that for her. Because um, I do hear the song, and I do sing along. Yeah. <laughs> um, the good news for Abigail Breslin's love life is that she just got married. I just saw a TikTok oh. mentioning that. She's friends with Dylan from TikTok, and uh, Dylan was a bridesmaid in her wedding, and she just oh, got that's married. So fun. It I looked love like that. just like a regular person wedding. So I was Again, like, I wonder. I love wow. That. Love that for her. Good job, Abigail. Down to earth. 
And lastly, we have a brief appearance from uh, Paul and Peter Allen Vogt, who are twins, and they played Mr. Donzig, Hannah Montana's next-door neighbor. <laughs> I was wondering if they were actually twins or if they just did that to, like, try and be funny. No, they are two people. <laughs> uh, they both uh, did appear. One of them appeared more, but I'm sure, like, whenever they needed Mr. Donzig to appear in very important plot lines, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they <laughs> brought the other one in. And that's all I have for people. Um, did you not mention Stan Lee making a cameo? Okay, it's a cameo. I was going to mention once we got to it. I was so confused. I don't even know people, I but su- I was like, wait a minute. I was surprised you you caught that. <laughs> yeah, I did it as a child, obviously, but now I'm just more cultured. But now, um, the cameo king, he... <laughs> yeah, was for some, I tried to, like, look up why I didn't see an explanation. I didn't see one either. <laughs> I, I feel he, like he, he was titled been... as... Three Stooges impersonator wedding guest or yeah. something. <laughs> he was just he was just there, just hanging. I, out. I bet he was friends with Gary Marshall. I feel like they would have been friends. Um, but yeah, it was a cameo. I was gonna say it once we got to it because spoilers. <laughs> Listen, I knew a person. I had to talk about it. <laughs> I did want to talk about my experience with this movie before we start it because I did see this movie in theaters. It was for a girl in my class birthday. And uh, at the theater that, like, everyone went to, they had a little room for, like, the birthday party with, like, mm-hmm. the cakes and stuff. And I remember, like, we were running late to get there, and I was like, what am I going to wear to go see The Princess Diaries 2 for my friend's <laughs> birthday? Not even my friend, like, my soccer mate's birthday. And um, we went over to my mom's friend's house. Her daughter French braided my hair because <gasps> how regal. Fancy. And then I wore a shirt that said Soccer Princess because <gasps> I thought that really On fit theme. the theme. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I was really excited for it. Um, I don't really remember. Remember, like watching the actual movie I remember the party part more but I I'm sure I loved it um I don't think I saw this movie in theaters because I remember a friend of mine was like out sick one day and she was like yeah I wasn't like that sick I wasn't like kind of sick so my mom took me to see the princess diaries too and I was like uh, okay <laughs> people get to go to the movies when they're sick apparently not me Ma'am, you should have been in a mask couldn't That's be where me. COVID started, guys. <laughs> I don't think COVID started in 2004. <laughs> um, we did have this movie on DVD, though, and I, th- I feel like this was the first movie where I really, like, I watched all the bonus features, mm-hmm. which is something that I did a lot as a teen before I had Netflix, because I didn't have anything else to watch. Um, and I do, I do buy DVDs still so I can watch the bonus features. Um, I will be bringing them up throughout the movie. Because even, like, on the IMDb trivia, I'm like, I remember watching that. (laughs) The bonus features. Because there was also, like, a little, like, which princess are you quiz. And it was like, for your birthday party, would you have a ball or a slumber party with your bestie? (laughs) I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I chose slumber party, but I don't remember what the category of princess I got. (laughs) Anyway, shall we begin? Let's dive in. We open on Mia's college graduation from, even though it's not specifically mentioned because she's a humble queen, mm-hmm. Princeton. <laughs> Woodrow Wilson School of Public International Affairs. Yes, I looked that up. I was like, is that real? And then I was like, oh, it's the public policy school at Princeton. <laughs> yes. Um, as just a decorative shot, as everyone tosses their 
uh, caps, Mia tosses her tiara, but, like, she doesn't get it back, so I'm assuming that we're not supposed to think she actually did that. Disappointing. I, I think it was just a visual thing. <laughs> Disappointing. I don't think she was wearing her tiara at graduation. She could have. Um, I feel like she would have put it back on. She also, like, made friends at college, which, good for her, can't relate. She's made a lot of friends yeah. in the five years. Like, in college, um, foreign diplomatic friends, mm-hmm. and we love, very, like, come out of her shell. We love still, that. still the clumsy Mia we know and love, mm-hmm. clumsy awkward Mia. But yes, has very much come out of her shell. Yes, as one I assume must be when you become a princess. Mm-hmm. Um, we briefly see that um, mom is pregnant with teacher's baby. They are married now, mm-hmm. and so Mia will have a little sibling. Um, Joe escorts Mia out of graduation because she's got to get on a plane and get back to Genovia. Yeah, we get a little voiceover diary recapping the last movie a little bit, and we learn it's been five years since the last movie. Um, Lily and Mia are still best friends. Lily's a grad student at Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Um, Her and Michael are just friends now, and his band is touring the world. They're successful. Which was also true. That's why he didn't return for this movie. <laughs> he was touring with his band. Oh, I didn't know his band was real. Good for him. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and now that Mia has turned 21 in Genovian tradition, she will take over as queen. And this is the part where I talked about in the last movie where she's, like, driving in the limo through the streets of Genovia. And there's one girl who goes, La Princesa de Mia! And then there's another girl who goes, It's the princess from America! Yeah, I'm a little confused. I believe that Genovia has three languages. I think it's English, French, and Spanish. Because some of them speak Spanish, or like Italian. Or maybe it's Portuguese, because it's Portugal. But either way, they definitely speak French. They say bonjour. She's talking to the constituents of Genovia. Yes. Um, But then they also speak like... That would make sense, because Genovia is supposedly in between France and Spain. Yeah. Supposedly. Um, yeah, Mia yeah. is still, she's writing in her diary, she's talking about how she's a bit nervous to become queen, but you know, grandma's gonna, grandma's gonna help out. Yeah, um, she doesn't know that she'll ever be ready to run a country, but it's fine. And then she tells us, um, she admits that she's never been in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fuck you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> they never got that close, they're just friends. His band got too successful Yeah, they were much, I feel like they were much better off as friends. Well, and, like, she's a dedicated girl. She ha- had to be focused on school to get into Princeton. Right. Sorry and to you, being a Michael princess. Michael Stans out there. Yeah. Abby. <laughs> I also, she is a Chris Pine stand, too. I don't, I don't remember who you prefer, Abby. She'll, mm-hmm. she'll text us. She'll let us know. <laughs> um, Mia says that, uh, again, she must have, like, this royal 21st birthday party. And it is Genovian tradition where she must dance with all the eligible bachelors in Genovia from children to senile. Yeah, so maybe she'll find her man tonight. Uh, Yeah, so at the party, the queen arrives for her entrance, and Joe says, you're late, your majesty. And this is where Julie Andrews says, a queen is never late. Everyone else is simply early. I once saw some girl caption her Instagram that when she won homecoming queen, and I'm like, bitch, calm the fuck down. Yeah, so the party, like, starts, and then Mia is presented at her own party. She's wearing this beautiful red dress. I love it. Very nice. Very good. Um, Mia's outfits in this movie are much better than the last Yeah, they definitely are. Listen, the three years helped a lot. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, and so she goes out to the party. She has to start... Oh, she's still clumsy. She loses a bracelet, but the guard catches it. Haha, ha, so funny. She dances with the bachelors. Yeah, it's like this comedic montage. Yeah, there's like, like something wrong with all of them. Silly and goofy. One of them and... only speaks Greek. She doesn't speak Greek. Oh no, this other one is really bad at dancing. One of them won't stop dipping her. The other one won't stop shimmying. One of them's a child. Yeah. Um, while she like sneaks a bite of cake, her bestie Raven, who's also uh, royalty in some country... Yeah. Um, says hi, and they're like, oh, hello, so good to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she accidentally steps on the foot of a handsome man. Oh, no. Oh, because, you know, she's clumsy Mia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get a, li- a bit more goofy dancing until a handsome man cuts in. Oh. Um, he says he's Nicholas, and they flirt a little bit. They do. And I said heavy flirting. They flirt a lot. Yes. There's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is until the next Bachelor, a 12-year-old Spencer Breslin, cuts in. Yes. Um... Let's see, Mia is off to the side after dancing. She turns around, and one of the serving trays hits her crown and falls off her hands into the hands of the Viscount. And he's like, oh, be careful. Someone might try to take that away. And then <laughs> looks at the cam. He just breaks the fourth wall, looks at the camera, and says, like me. Yeah, like, says it out loud <laughs> in the middle of the royal ball. Like, this is after Mia leaves, so she doesn't hear. He's like, someone like me. Like, I don't right. understand that at all, because, like, they don't do I that at I all throughout the rest he, of the movie. I didn't think he broke the fourth wall. Well, maybe he didn't look he did. at the camera, but it's still awkward. Why did he say that? He's like, someone like me. Like, bitch, there's people around. Yeah, the social, the, not the social security, the, <laughs> the royal security is going to hear you. Do you think Joe didn't hear that? Hello? Oh, Joe? Definitely heard, and we'll get to it. Literally. <laughs> okay, so the next day, Mia is just chilling in Grandma's suite because her suite's not ready yet. She meets her, like, ladies' maids. Um, Charlotte Brigitte and Brigitte. Yes. Charlotte tells Mia that Grandma's in Parliament, and she'll meet her in an hour. So Mia decides to go explore this super cool old ancient palace. Um, Grandma, like I said, is in session with Parliament, and Mia, while she's exploring, finds this, like, secret passageway where she's able to spy on the Parliament session. Um, and so during this session, Viscount Mabry, the guy who says, I'm going to steal your crown, mm-hmm. says that his 21-year-old nephew is of royal bloodline eligible for the throne. Which, I don't know, I guess it's not Mia's bloodline? <laughs> yeah, it's a little confusing, but yeah. He said, like, my, he said my, my wife's sister-in-law. So I guess, like, bloodline by marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he's, like, the Viscount, and his nephew is available. And this is where Grandma does her famous, shut up. And then, again, the, the other people say the same thing. In America, shut up, it means, uh, wow, gee whiz. Oh, my gosh, gee whiz. <laughs> um, and then we also learn that Genovian law states that a princess must be married before assuming the throne. And Grandma stands up. She's like... We've never enforced that rule. What the hell? That's dumb. Yeah, feminist queen. And this is when um, Mia, who's spying through like a sort of vent in the floor, goes, "Yeah, yeah." As we all would. <laughs> yeah, um, but and not everyone is sure that Mia will be a good fit for a queen. And it so, is important to note that Parliament is made up of all men. Yeah, there are no women in Parliament. Mostly all white old white men. men. Yes. Old men too. Um, so the Baron suggest the Baron, who's always been a friend to Mia and the Queen, mm-hmm. um, he's like, what if we give Mia one year to find a, a, a husband or we forfeit the throne to the nephew? Uh, but Parliament compromises on 30 days. Yeah, not even 90 day fiancé, come on. No, 30 days. Mm-hmm. So she Mia- has to get married in order, in 30 days, in order to take the throne. 
Yeah, so Mia's talking with Grandma. She's like, this is insane. Like, I'm going to have to have an arranged marriage. Who would do that? But it turns out Grandma and Grandpa did. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And Mia's like, no offense, but I dream of love, not... F- oh, because Grandma's talking about her marriage, and she was like, you know, we grew very fond of each other, and we spent our time together, and it was fine. And she Mia's was like... best friend, but like... Yeah, Mia's like, no offense, but I dream of love, not fondness. And so Grandma's after, like, you don't have to do it. And Mia's like, but... Yeah, Grandma has also had a lot of character growth. Yeah. Um, every decision... Like, most of the decisions that Mia makes, um, she's like... This is all you. She um, assumes much more of... She, like, realizes more that she is a grandma Mm -hmm. as well as a queen and helps Mia along that way. Yes. Um, But then Mia looks at, like, her father's portrait on the wall and her grandma's portrait on the wall, and she's like, I love Genovia more than anything, and if this is what I gotta do to become queen, then let's do it. Also, like, what an amazing out of being an American. You find out that you are a princess of this amazing European country. And then you're just not an American. I mean, like, technically still. But incredible. You just get to have this love for a country you've never heard of before. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so... (laughs) We learn in this brief scene that the Viscount's nephew is actually handsome man, (gasps) Nicholas! Nicholas himself. What's the one she flirted with at the party? Oh, an important note that we didn't mention. Whenever she stepped on his foot, she's apologizing to... This hasn't happened yet. I know, but no, no, no. Oh. Whenever she stepped on his foot, she apologized, and he was like, you can step on my foot anytime whenever oh, okay. he's flirting. So, okay. just just FYI. Okay, so yeah, so they're talking, and they're basically, like, scheming on how to make him become king. Yeah, they need to cheat their way into getting the throne, because they know that Mia's not going to give it up on her own. Yeah, so uh, Mia and Grandma are going to meet the Lord, or the Viscount and his nephew, at the palace shortly, because Grandma has invited Nicholas to stay at the palace. Um, because um, any mischievous brown nosing, a sneaky little brown noser with a hidden agenda, she wants to have, she wants to keep an eye on it, have it right under her nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where Bestie Joe comes in, and he says, "I offered to have him hung by his toes because <laughs> Joe is that bitch, yes. and he would die for a bitch." <laughs> Mia begins shit talking the nephew, even though she hasn't met him yet. Um, and then the Viscount and the nephew do walk in, and Mia is immediately shocked to see him. She is very pissed. Uh, the queen is, like, introducing herself. She's like, oh, so nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Mia goes over and stomps on Nicholas's foot. Incredible. And then she just storms off. Um, and so Grandma is appalled. She apologizes. She's like, I will go get ice for that myself. I am so sorry that that happened. Um, and the Joe walks over to the Viscount, and he's like, that was an accident, right? It must have been clumsy. And Joe's like, mm-hmm, yep, accident. <laughs> Uh, so Mia's in the kitchen, and she explains to Grandma, she's like, um, I danced with this guy, and I flirted with this guy, and I thought he was really cute, and not once did he tell me that he was trying to steal my throne. That's true. <laughs> I'd be pissed, too. And Grandma's like, as a queen, obviously I don't condone this behavior, but as a grandma, I say, right on. <laughs> Stomp on that man's foot. Exactly. Um, and she's like, you know what, why don't I make you feel better and show you my suite? Like, and she's like, sorry, it, um, took a little bit more time. The someone's nephew did the plumbing, and she says, nepotism belongs in the arts, not in plumbing. (laughs) (laughs) There's some good one-liners in here. Uh, It should also be worth noting that, like, half of Gary Marshall's family is in this movie as well. (laughs) The arts. Um, So then we get the whole, like, Mia scene, her suite and her closet scene, the whole remote control closet, all the jewels, all the clothes. Whenever she first gets in there, she jumps on the bed and says, this is so cool! And they always played that in the commercials when they played The Princess Cyrus 2 on Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then she opens the closet, and there is Lily there to oh surprise my God, her. Bestie. And they're to like, she's here, blonde now. To be here for her summer of coordination, but also getting married. <laughs> yeah, news to them. Um, so then we are going through a slideshow of eligible bachelors for Mia to marry. Yes, this was before Raya. I'm assuming maybe there's even an app for, like, royalty. Maybe. I, I wouldn't feel like know. that would exist. <laughs> um, on the slide appears Prince William, <laughs> which, like, I did, I did not know who that was, obviously, when I was, like, eight. Yeah. Because then Mia's like, oh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, actually, he's in line for his own throne, so he's not eligible, or for his own throne, for his own, <laughs> I combined throne and crown, um, for his own throne, so he's not eligible. And they're like, oh, I just love to look at him. Weird. Aged poorly. Yeah, not good. Um, and then we get one, we get one guy, and Mia's like, well, he's kind of cute, and Cho goes, his boyfriend also thinks he's cute, <laughs> to which Lily and Mia respond, right on. With a power fist. <laughs> Gay allies. <laughs> this is my friend Valentina, she's an ally. Talk, Valentina. Right ally. on. <laughs> this movie was years ahead of its time. I thought that was funny, too, and again, like, as a child, I don't remember that. I'm sure I didn't. I didn't. Straight over my head. I don't, don't remember that at all. Oh, while they're doing this, Mia and Lily are eating pear-flavored popcorn. I don't know if we mentioned this last time, but <laughs> pears are Genovian's, like, biggest export. Yeah. So, so everything they do, it's about pear. Everything they have is pear-flavored, which I I like a pear-flavored thing, I suppose, but popcorn, nothing. <laughs> I'm a pass. Um, so they're going through the slideshow, and they happen upon Andrew Jacoby, an English duke. Um, so then we get this sort of, like, little montage of first dates that are also followed by, like, security and press. Um, we get a little scene where they're playing badminton, and we get the classic song. There's smitten while playing badminton. Where's my kitten? <laughs> um, and all along this time, because these dates are taking place on the palace ground, Nicholas is watching, because he lives there. Mm-hmm. He's getting an eye on the competition. Yes, so after a week, um, Andrew, because he is a photographer, he uh, proposes by putting a ring in a film canister. Um, the press is watching, and then Andrew and Mia make their official announcement where they, like, go out on the balcony and wave hi, which is so weird. Okay, so, um, he gives her the ring. Like, he doesn't even, like, get down on one knee or anything. He puts it on his, on her finger, and they don't, like, kiss or hug or hold hands. I don't hands. Think they kiss at all they, yet. No, they don't, like, touch at all, which I get that they're, like, being watched well, yeah, and all of that. yeah, the press are watching. But it's, it's a little sketchy. Mia, come on, think about this. Okay, it's very Remember awkward, but, like. Remember, your foot pop. It's been a week. <laughs> My other question is, could Mia just get married and then simply divorce this man? Because they just said that she needs to be married to take the throne. I don't know, because Grandma has ruled as a single queen. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure they're probably King not... Rupert, may he rest in peace. Right. I'm sure that they're probably not for divorce, just as a country, because they seem very old-fashioned. I feel like that might be, be more scandal than it's worth. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> You know, in my um, professional you know opinion, what? then she should have da- married the gay prince and he could have had his prince boyfriend on the side. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. They make Again, their- I feel like that might be more scandal than it's worth. <laughs> they make their announcement to the public and um, everyone is excited. Yeah, they do Yay. that stupid, like, monarchy thing where they, like, wave to people on the balcony and they're like, we're engaged. Yeah. And everyone's like, ah! guys. If you live in a monarchy, <laughs> how obsessed are you actually with your royal family? 
I feel like a lot of people, um, e one don't care, and two are actually like um, annoyed by them because at least in my American experience, no one's ever like idolized the president like that until a certain orange man, he who shall not be named, <laughs> the literal Voldemort. Well, I often, well, since then, I've often seen people be like, hey guys, it's a human being who's gonna, like, not be perfect. We should not idolize our political. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, like, the same way that people would make arguments. They're like, well, how did Biden win the election whenever people aren't as crazy about him as they are about Trump? And it's like, because you don't have to idolize someone to vote for them. And you can also vote for someone who you don't think is the perfect fit because that's just the way that our system works. Yeah, but then, like, they don't even get a choice. It's just, like, the whole family is just there and they're never leaving. Unless you're uh, Prince Harry. And Meghan Markle, and you Kill say, you know what? Hate it. No racism here. We gotta go. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were saying there's no racism in America. No, no. <laughs> you were like, there's no racism here in America. No, 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 no. They're saying we are not going to put up with the racism in the monarchy. We gotta go. Well, that would be good if Harry would actually say the monarchy is racist, but he won't actually say that. Well, Meghan Markle hinted at it, and Oprah said you were silenced. They say, he says, um, unconscious bias a lot. He doesn't say, like, my family's Um, Okay, this is also unrelated, but we're talking about monarchies. I have not seen anything about Prince Harry's book. I don't want to read it, but I have heard so many fucking wild ex ex clips on Twitter, and it's terrifying. Excerpts. I couldn't say it. I can't. (laughs) For a second, I was like, expletives? And I was like, wait, no, that's not it. Excerpts. Um, yeah, I've seen a few things. It seems like the rest of the book is unimportant because those are the only things getting pulled out of it. <laughs> yeah, because what the fuck? Who? I did read an article. Read that and was like, yeah, let's publish that. Let's go with yeah, that. Yeah, I did read an article about, like, how he approaches the racism. And that's where I, I've learned that he doesn't, he only uses the term, like, unconscious bias. And mm. mostly, like, it's the media, not my family. Yeah. But then, you know, the... <laughs> he should have had better editors. Like, hey, they should have um, been, like... circumcised, by the way. No, the <laughs> fuck not. No, we're not going to put that on the book. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> no, it's just really fucking weird. Don't recommend. Go on Twitter if you want to hear what we're talking about. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Nicholas is talking to his uncle, and he's like, oh my god, she already got engaged within a week. What are we going to do? And the uncle's like, you need to wine and diner. Um, so wine dine sixty nine, <laughs> pretty much. But he's just like you need you need to romance her, show her what a real relationship could be head. like. Yes. Um, I. It's also important to notice that the maid yes that's eavesdropping this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uncle is like, oh, it was your like. Oh, Nicholas is like, why do you want me to be king so bad? And he's like, oh, it was your father's dying wish. She was like, Viscount or brother. Take care of him. So brother, make sure he like, becomes king of Genovia. That's important to me, <laughs> as if he was on his deathbed. Um, and then Uncle says, um, power means never having to say you're sorry, which, ooh. <laughs> Men. Gross. Ugh. Men are stupid and I don't respect them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so Nicholas approaches Mia. Mia is reading on the grand staircase because her ladies' maids are just a little overbearing and she's too nice to be like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's reading on the staircase trying to hide from them. Uh, when Nicholas approaches, she's like kind of looking at her ring at first, like, mm-hmm. and then Nicholas is like, <clears throat> second thoughts. And she's like, no, actually, I'm admiring my ring. Um, and I love this back and forth here. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned it later, but is this where my origin of enemies to lovers 
sperm I've seen from. TikToks about this where it's like they were the blueprint. They yeah, probably. <laughs> this was. I'm sure this was the first time I ever saw this in movies. They're like on opposite sides because it's a like double, like it's a double staircase mm-hmm. that goes up opposite sides but like meets in the middle and they're like going up opposite sides at first and then he comes over and meets her but he like keeps getting closer but she doesn't like like too forcefully like shake him off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just kind of like, mm, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and clearly she's like still pissed. She's like, um, you flirted with me all while you were trying to steal the crown, so I don't like you. Go away. But he does not go away. And Mia's still trying to hide from her maids, so she takes Nicholas into the cleaning closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great idea, Mia. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and, and there they continue arguing, and they keep getting, like, closer and closer together. Mia's like, I'm on to you! But she's literally, like, like inches away <laughs> from his lips. <laughs> and that's whenever someone opens the door, and it's like, oops, sorry, and close it, and walks away. And Mia's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, ah, ah, shucks, not again. Uh, no. Grandma's <laughs> gonna find out. My princess shenanigans. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we cut to, like, Grandma and Joe talking about the incident. They're like in the closet with Lord oh, Nicholas? Oh my god. And Grandma is, again, she's, like, g- coming from the queen mindset. She's like, is Mia ready for that? like, ready to become queen? And, of course, Bestie Joe is like, well, I've never doubted her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joe, Joe sets Clarice down, and he's like, listen, now that you are retiring as queen, I think we need to take our friendship out of the shadows into more than... Um, so Clarice is taken aback a bit, um, and she's like, oh, I, I don't know, like, I've, I've got Mia to worry about, and the people of Genovia making excuses, because she's scared, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe knows this, and he's like, Prom- just promise me you'll think about it, and she's like, okay, okay. So then we got to Mia in Queen Lessons, uh, sort of the same thing from the first, like, same, uh, concept as the first movie. Um, she must shoot a flaming arrow through a ring, um, so naturally our clumsy unsportsman Mia is archery practicing and it's not going great. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's hitting everything inside except the target. Um, and then we learn the art of the fan. Because apparently that's necessary to becoming a queen. Classic. Using the fan as a dramatic form of communication. See, I forgot how much of The Princess Diaries 2 has, like, the iconic things that I associate with The Princess Diaries. Like, like the, the first one? Thing? Yeah, the face thing with the fan. That's a big one of them. Um, and then we'll get to it later, but there's another one that I always think Yeah, about. Mia's doing the face thing where she's doing, like, happy face and then puts the fan on the stabbed face. And Grandma mm-hmm. turns around and she goes, are you sassing your grandma? <laughs> Um, so then we cut to an ancient Genovian tradition, which is, like, citizen requests. Yeah. So all these citizens, like, come up, and they offer something for their table, and they're like, will you help me with a scholarship? Will you buy my produce? I don't really know. Yeah. But, um, someone brings for their table a live chicken. Mm-hmm. So the chicken gets out of the basket and starts running through the palace, and Mia, not thinking, just being classic clumsy Mia, starts chasing the chicken. I think she chases the chicken because she's the one who let it out, so she feels like she needs to, like, fix yeah. the situation. So she's chasing the chicken. Yeah, and Grandma, like, grabs her and she's like, princesses don't chase chickens. And we can tell, we think this is, like, set up by the Viscount to, like, make an embarrassment of her. Yeah. Uh, which works because it becomes, like, front page the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we, uh, the next thing on Mia's duties is she must ride a side saddle in a formal court procession. I did not understand this at all when I was a child. <laughs> yeah. I had to, like, look it up again to, like, 
realize, like, it is what I think it is. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, instead of um, having both your legs on either side of the horse, you have both your legs on one side, so you're so ladylike. Because, you know, God forbid you're stable on a horse yeah. with your legs open. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. You're just going to fall off. That sounds very <clears throat> dangerous. Yeah, so Grandma's like, I can't ride side saddle either, so do what I used to do. I'll give you this fake leg to hang over the side of your horse so you can ride normally, and then just drape your skirt over the rest and no one will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, Uncle Viscount pays Mia's horse handler to spook the horse with a rubber snake. Um, which causes the horse to, uh, like, kick up and Mia's leg to fall off, so Mia becomes, like, a laughingstock. Well, she was Joe, already... Joe tries to help her off the horse and pulls off her leg, yeah. and I'm like, Joe, you gotta know this is a wooden leg. You gotta... Come on. He... Stop. <laughs> yeah. I know he's more worried about Mia, but come on. Right. The scandal. Um, and, like, the citizens, like, at least, like, the higher class citizens of Genovia were already kind of, like, poking fun at Mia for, like, her other mishaps, and so this just kind of, um... Drives the nail in the coffin. Um, so then we cut to Mia's crying in the stable over what a disaster it was. Nicholas comes in and, like, really sees how upset she is. She, he's, like, genuinely trying to make her feel better, but she's like, I don't want to fucking talk to you right now. <laughs> um, so Mia goes away, and then the Viscount enters, and Joe, who knows what's been going on this whole time, because he is that bitch. Mm-hmm. He goes to the Viscount, and he says, "It okay, so he's, like, kind of <laughs> smiling, and then all of a sudden, like, Literally, I don't know why this man didn't get an Oscar for this role. But his face drops, and he says, If you hurt my girl, you will answer directly to me, and whatever crimes I commit against you, remember, I have diplomatic immunity in 46 countries, including Puerto Rico. So then the Viscount yells, Fear is not in my vocabulary! And Joe says, so quiet, so stoic. He says, Perhaps, but fear is in your eyes. Oh! Got him. Oh! You, the biggest, the biggest burn, the biggest (laughs) dip. And then Joe returns the rubber snake to him. So good. Mm -hmm. So Grandma is with Nick in the kitchen. We briefly, like, learned that Nick is a gourmet cook. I keep calling him Nick. His name's Nicholas. (laughs) Yeah. Nicholas is a gourmet cook, so he's just cooking for fun. Uh, cooking something for Grandma. And she's like, you know what, why don't you think Mia is gonna be a good queen? And he's like, well, I'm a true Genovian. And Mia didn't even know she was a Genovian until she was 15. <clears throat> Not her fault, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he says he's better suited for the crown because he knows the people. And you can't serve the people if you don't know the people. So, next we bring Mia to this, like, community arts ceremony so she can interact with the people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, Mia's talking to a bunch of Genovians. She's remembering a lot about them. She's like, oh, how are your grandkids? Oh, how's your dog doing? Oh, all this stuff. And so everyone is like, oh my god, she remembers me. They feel very special. My god. So it's like, Mia does know Genovians. Um, So then Nick arrives to the ceremony with some whore. Uh, Lady Alyssa. (laughs) Lady Alyssa. Don't hate on Lady Alyssa. She didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) Well, that's basically how it's presented. Well, no, they're like, Nick doesn't have girlfriends. He just dates. Yeah. We can tell immediately that Mia is jealous, and uh, she calls over Andrew, and so they start walking together, but they run into Nicholas and Alyssa. Like, specifically toward them. Yeah. And so Mia and Nicholas are both (laughs) bragging about their dates. They're just like, well, he's a pilot in the Royal Air Force, and he graduated in two years, and he has a big dick. And (laughs) (laughs) it's like, 
uh, well, she has a degree in literature, and she's traveled the world, and she has big tits. Literally. It's like that. And so, uh, Lady Alyssa is like, hey, Andrew, do you want to go get drinks while they're done with this dick comparing contest? I don't forget, I forget what word she uses. pissing contest? Yeah. I forget what word she uses, but it's literally that. She's just like, let's just let them have a moment, I guess. Um, so, Nicholas accused, like... They start talking, and Nicholas, like, immediately accuses Mia of not being attracted to Andrew, and then walks away. So, naturally, Mia must follow him. Mm -hmm. Um, and we cut briefly back to the ceremony, and this is where a man sings in Mandarin, but he's singing Miracles Happen from the first movie. Classic. I'm not gonna sing it the way he does, because it's not whatever, I don't know what, I don't know exactly what words he is saying, because I do not speak Mandarin. Mm -hmm. What is the... (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Mia and Nicholas walk toward the fountain in this garden maze, and this is where we get, she, like, slaps him on the shoulder with a rolled up paper. She goes, I loathe you. And it's he her goes, fan. Oh, her fan. Yes. And he goes, I loathe you. And then immediately Nicholas kisses her. They kiss, and her leg, her, her foot pops. pops. She is into it. She's not backing away. She's like, oh, oh, okay. But then she realizes, like, what is actually happening, and she's like, <gasps> What are you doing? You can't go around kissing <laughs> engaged people as if, like, she did not completely lean into it as well. <laughs> but she's also like, you're only into me for the crown. I know what you're doing. I'm not. And she's like, you're just trying to pull me like, away from Andrew. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, oh, like, you want to kiss again? She's like, no! <laughs> yeah. And that's, and they're kind of, like, going back and forth. And that's when they fall into the fountain. Mm-hmm. And they both arrive back at the party soaking wet, which is not a good behavior, not a good look for the incoming queen. Yeah, so that night, Grandma's yelling at Mia. She's like, you need to be responsible. You need to stay away from Nicholas. And she's like, as, like, royalty, we are held to a higher standard than everyone else. And she's like, why don't you understand that? And Mia's like, I understand that. I am just she's like, struggling. like, I plan for this to happen. <laughs> she's like, I'm struggling with the execution of that, but I'm working on it, Grandma. <laughs> so then we cut to the Genovian Independence, Independence Day Parade and Mia's continued, um, like, publicity tour to, like, getting good with the people of Genovia. Yes, one more question that I have about this made-up country. Who do we think that they got their independence from? That's what I was thinking, too! (laughs) Who owned them? Was it Britain? Britain. I think it was Britain. It was definitely Britain. Yeah, it was Britain. (laughs) Um, Briefly, we see Lily flirt with the captain of the Royal Guard, um, which I don't support. So fake. Lily's gay. Lily's gay. The actress is gay. We all know Lily's gay. She literally came out of the closet in this movie. Come on. <laughs> um, Mia and Grandma are riding in a carriage throughout the parade when Mia notices a little girl in the crowd getting bullied by the older boys around her. Mm. So she stops the parade, and she approaches this little girl, Abigail Breslin. Yes. And she asks the boys, she's like, um, were you picking on my friend here? And the boys were like, uh, uh, uh. And she's like, um, what's your name? Carolina. The little girl answers. <laughs> um, Mia learns that all the kids are orphans. And so, um, she asks little Carolina and all the other kids if they want to be princesses today. And Carolina says, I can't, I'm too little, too pink, (laughs) (laughs) So, Mia, um, buys everyone plastic crowns, gives to all the orphans, and she leads them all to march in the parade, break away by Kelly Clarkson starts playing. Um, little Carolina takes her thumb out of her mouth and starts waving to the crowd. She has come out of her shell just like Mia has. So brave. Um... And the only person who calls this a publicity stunt is the uncle. Obviously, we know that Mia's actions are true and genuine, Mm -hmm. but if I didn't know Mia, I probably would have been the same way. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like, oh, she's going to go help the orphans. Like, okay, okay, leave the orphans in the parade. Yeah. But we also see, like, after the parade that she's following through with this, and it's not just a stunt, because she goes to Parliament, and she's like, we're going to take the second castle that we have, and the, we're going to The make- vacation castle for yes. members of Parliament. And we're going to make that the orphanage until we can get one built. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that. That's where we take our vacations. And she's like, sucks to suck. Yeah, um, I will also say that the Viscount is the only one who thought that this was a um, publicity stunt for Mia, because the... Um, announcers say, the best parade Genovia's seen in years thanks to Princess Mia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yes, this is where we see the the Mr. Donzig twins. One of them's a member of Parliament and the other one's an architect and they're yes. like bickering back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just supposed to be a little funny side thing. So then we move to Mia's bridal shower, which is a slumber party where she invites all of the international princesses of all ages. Again, another, like, I, we know Mia's actions are genuine, but this is also sort of another ploy at diplomatic relations. (laughs) See, if I were Mia, I think I would have an age limit. I don't think I want the five-year-old princesses there. That's just me. As a 21-year-old, that seems like baby. I wouldn't want, like, the 13-year-olds there. Like, ew. 18 plus. 18. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, Raven... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so, of course, we get, like, the famous mattress surfing scene. Looks so fun. Everyone is on, everyone goes down, like, on their stomachs or on their backs, right? Mm-hmm. And then Julie Andrews comes in, and she says, I've done a lot of flying in my time, which we all know, because she was Mary Poppins, right? Mm-hmm. So she gets onto the mattress. She stands straight up, arms out, and this was no stunt dumble. Ladies, men's, and non-binary friends, no. This was Julie Andrews herself riding down that mattress slide. Mm -hmm. She is a boss-ass bitch. Incredible. And everyone is so excited. I would be too. I would be too. I would be (laughs) screaming my head off. Um, And then, like every slumber party, there's a talent show. Of course. Um, So Mia convinces Grandma to sing this song that that she used to sing. So Grandma starts singing Crowning Glory. And, fun fact... This is the first time that Julie Andrews sang professionally since 1997 when a she she had uh, throat surgery to remove some like vocal note like nodules on her <gasps> vocal cords. Oh no! And they botched they botched her vocal cords, and so she hadn't sung professionally. And like you can kind of tell, like not only like with old age, but also her singing voice in this movie is just kind of her talking voice. Mm-hmm. It's not the same Julie Andrews voice that we all know and love. But, fun fact, every single person on set cried when she started singing. Um, Yeah, so they have her start singing to a tape, or a recording that Mia made the last time she sang this. But, oh no, the beat kicks in. It's a little more jazzy than it used to be. And she's like, "Uh, Mia, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) And so Mia's like, uh, I don't know what Raven's name is. Asana. Asana, Asana, go up there. So, um... Julie Andrews and Raven sing this, like, upbeat pop mix to Crown and Glory. This was always my favorite part of the movie. I loved it so much. As I don't know this song. I didn't know that this was a song inside of the I movie. didn't know this was a song either. I just assumed it was a song written for the movie. But I don't care. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, as we know, at the end of the song, um, the most glorious part of you, and they start pointing to, pe- to girls in the crowd, and, and they're you. like, and you, and you. And then a girl goes, me? And goes up there and starts... Popping and locking and jamming and breaking. <laughs> She's also wearing tennis shoes at the slumber party, and I'm confused. Fun fact, this is Julie Andrews' granddaughter. Wow. Nice. <laughs> a little dancer. 
And then everyone gets up and they all start dancing. It's a fun time. We also have this little scene of the guard outside dancing because he's listening. And I always thought this was very funny as a kid, so I <laughs> thought I wouldn't mention it. Um, it's a great time. Great times had by all. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut back to Nicholas telling his uncle that he actually thinks Mia is suitable to be queen after getting to know her. Um, so much, like, she loves Genovia so much so that she's getting an arranged marriage to someone she doesn't love. And Uncle's like, bitch, you have fallen in love. And he denies it. But he's like, it doesn't matter anyway because Mia doesn't like him. So, like, can, or Mia doesn't like me. So, just, like, can we stop, like, sabotaging her? Mm-hmm. And uh, Uncle's like, yeah, like, go, go to her and tell her that we surrender. Mm-hmm. But after he leaves, the maid listens as Uncle makes a call to the local gossip show host. Yes. Um, so, we cut to Mia practicing archery again, poorly. Um, Lily and Andrew are out there, um, and Nicholas is, like, coming down the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and we, and Lily, <laughs> I love Lily for encouraging Mia's bad behaviors in this movie. <laughs> I know, like, we weren't, like, the biggest fan of Lily, but, like, she was a teenage girl dealing with her best friend becoming an international princess. Yeah, and now she's an adult, and she's there for her best friend. And now she's there with, to, for her best friend. <laughs> yeah. Because best friends support each best friends exploring their sexuality. <laughs> of course. And so Mia's like, hey, I just, I just want to talk to Nicholas really quick. Can you take Andrew and, like, go take him somewhere? And Lily's like, yeah, sure. She's like, Andrew, I want to meet your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they go off, and Mia goes over to talk to Nicholas. Um, and Nicholas is like, are you having trouble with your archery? And then we get, like, the most sexual tension filled filled scene in a G-rated movie I've ever seen. It's true. And he's like, it's not even like the traditional, like he puts all of his hands like completely on her, but it's like he's like it's touching so, her hand, so like her shoulder, just like, like one thing at a time. Barely grazing her shoulder to bring it down, like positioning her hand over the arrow, mm-hmm. and then like she lets go, and she and like, <laughs> I love that the maids are also supporting this too, because <laughs> they're watching and they're like, that's not the one she's marrying, and they're just like, turn around to Shh, you didn't see that. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then afterwards, they, uh, Nicholas tells Mia that he's leaving the palace and bowing out gracefully. So they shake hands, which is a moment between them. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas is about to, like, ask her something, but they are interrupted by staff. Yeah, um, and so Nicholas also asks to see her one more time before he goes. And she's like, I'm so busy, like, there's no way. He's like, I'll find a way. Yeah, so then we cut to grandma's going over uh, reception, op- like, plating and music and stuff like that. Um, she starts kind of, like, dancing to one of the song choices by herself when Joe comes over and just goes right into her arms. Um, and he's like, have you have you had time to, to think about what I said? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and grandma's like, I, I, just, I don't know, I'm just, I'm too busy and I'm preparing Mia to take over. And Joe is like, okay, I'm sorry. And he leaves, like... He doesn't say anything, but we all know he is heartbroken. He He's not the kind of guy to, like, be like, Ugh, but, like, you gave me all these signals. Like, what, you should like me. No, because he is a respectful man, and we love him for mm-hmm. it. He's he, upset, but he does what he can. He does he, his and job. And, like, he knows. He knows she loves him, mm-hmm. but she's not saying it. So he's respecting her boundaries mm-hmm. and walks away quietly heartbroken. Yes. Um... That night, Nicholas is throwing pebbles at Mia's window. (laughs) 
Um, Lily convinces Mia to live a little the night before her wedding, and well, we love but it. it's not just that. But Lily's like, "What do you want to do?" And Mia's like, "Well, obviously, I want to go hang out with her." Yeah, Lily with also him. knows that like she doesn't like Andrew. Yeah, but she does like Nicholas. Yeah. Um. So Mia starts climbing out the window, and she ends up hitting a window that's um, in the kitchen where Grandma is. So the maids, who also know that know what's going on, yeah, distract Grandma from seeing Mia climb out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nicholas and Mia sneak off to this lake. They, they tell each other secrets. Oh they thumb wrestle. <laughs> they dance together. together. They dance in the moonlight. Um, and they wake up cuddled under Genovia's pear, oh, you know, they got engaged under Genovia's famous pear tree. Yeah, they're just <laughs> under a tree. Um, however, Mia notices a man with a camera in a boat. Mm-hmm. She, uh, the press was called on them and she immediately thinks Nicholas set her up. Uh, Nicholas tries to explain that he didn't do it. Um, I don't blame Mia for not believing him. Yeah. Um, but, because she doesn't. Yeah, back at the castle, Lily was asleep in Mia's bed when Grandma was, like, trying to wake her up. And that's when Mia walks in crying. Before she can tell her Grandma what happened, the news is turned on, and it's already news of her cuddling with Nicholas and all of the drama. The night before her wedding. Yes. Um, and so Mia tries to talk to Andrew. He is obviously upset, but then he's also like, I still think we should go through with the marriage, which okay. makes it seem a little sketchy. Well, okay, she's apolo- she's apologizing to Andrew, and then he kisses her, and he's like, did you feel anything? And she's like, I really want to, but I didn't. He's yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, me neither. Right. And she's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And so, but, there, but Andrew also mentioned before that, like, every single person in his family had an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. And both of them are, like, like, he believe like, they've grown to be friends. Like, they respect each other. Mm-hmm. And he believes that Mia would make a good queen. So they're, like, I, I think this is why that they agree. He agrees. He's, like, I think we should still go through with it. Because mm-hmm. um, she's, like, really? Like, you really want to do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's wedding day. Mom and new baby have arrived. Um, Paolo is hired as her hair and makeup artist for the wedding day. We get a couple hairstyles including one that looks like a moose, and we get mm-hmm. a very cute moose. I got the boy moose go See, <laughs> Which I whenever I, all the time. Yeah, whenever I think of the Princess Diaries, that's what I think of. And so to know that it came from the Princess Diaries, too, very interesting. I got the boy moose go mm-hmm. Um, So Nicholas declines to go to the wedding while Uncle is getting ready. Um, but after Uncle leaves, the maid reveals that it was the uncle who called the press on Nicholas and Mia. And they realize, like, he's going to the wedding because he's up to something. Like, he seemed very happy to be going. So Nicholas must go and stop the wedding. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get a Stan Lee cameo. Yep. <laughs> For some reason. Um, there's this whole scene of, like, Nicholas trying to get to the wedding. It's not important. Mm-hmm. Um, the wedding starts. We get a bunch of, like, random-ass bridesmaids we've never seen before <laughs> walking down the aisle. I'm assuming her college friends. Yeah, and then Lily, who's maid of honor. Um, before walking down the aisle... Joe reveals to Mia, because Joe knows everything, mm-hmm. uh, Joe reveals to Mia that Nicholas did not set her up. Um, so Mia begins walking down the aisle, by herself, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised, like, not even not even Joe, not her stepdad, no one. Not her mom. Not her mom. Um, she's walking down the aisle, but then stops halfway down and runs back up. Um, Grandma tries to, like, calm the crowd and goes and finds her outside having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And Grandma explains to Mia, she's like, now I, she's like, I, you know, put my country first for my entire life. And because of it, I've now only lost the only man that I've ever really loved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talking about Joe. 
And Grandma's like, you should do what you want, not what you think you have to. Yeah, she tells her to make a decision from the heart. And so Mia goes back into the church. Uh, she walks down the aisle. She goes to Andrew. And she tells them. She tells him that they both deserve love. They both deserve a marriage that's more than this. And Andrew thanks her. He's like, oh, shit. I was so glad I don't have to go through with that. <laughs> He's like, I got to tell my parents, though, now. And they're going to be very upset. Which, again, like, like, I have to take the whole, I have to tell the whole country. He was, like, willing to do this for someone he just met. Like, that's, that's very nice, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but that's also what he said. He was like, thank you for, like, not having me do the thing that I should do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Mia takes the podium, uh, or what's it called in a church? Um, is it not a podium? It's something else. There's a word. I can't think of it. The rector? No. No, I don't know. The podium. Um, she explains that she will not be getting married. And she's like, listen guys, my grandma has ruled Genovia well and fine without a man for years. And I think I should be able to become queen without a husband. And she's also like, hey, you know how you have women in your life that you probably care about and probably wouldn't want them to marry a stranger just so they could do the job that they're supposed to do? Maybe you should think about them because, you know, men don't have empathy, so they can't yeah, think about again, it's like unless they're related to them. It's like we shouldn't, it's, we shouldn't have to uh, think of women as our family members to think of them as humans. Yeah. But obviously that didn't work the first time. Right. So she, so yes, she has to appeal to their emotion. I'm just... This tactic <laughs> yes i'm just calling it out because it's so stupid but yes. they're like oh hmm women are humans yeah like obviously i don't think mia would agree but this is clearly yeah. her last <laughs> right her last chance <laughs> yes um so the viscount stands up and accuses her of contempt of the law and he's like now my nephew but then nicholas arrives and he says ah uh, no 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 i um withdraw my hand in the crown I'm trying to think of the right words. I don't know what they are. Yeah, but he's just like, I'm out. I'm he's not like, doing Mia it. He should have the crown. And he walks out, and the uncle angrily follows him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the prime minister, uh, again, great guy, best friend, he tells Mia, he's like, make a motion. Like, every member of parliament is here, make a motion. And she's like, what? And he's like, a motion, make a motion. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, I make a motion to overturn this law so I can be queen and not have to get married. And, um, the guy, the really, really old guy who is kind of in favor of this law at first is the one to stand up and second the motion. Um, and then each member of parliament stands up and votes in favor. Um, so it's now decided Mia does not have to get married. Um, and then she grabs the security guard and talks to grandma <laughs> through comms because grandma's at the other end of the church. And she's like, listen, just because... I didn't get married doesn't mean you don't have to. This wedding doesn't have to go to waste. It's probably very expensive on the Genovian dime. Yeah, so Grandma turns to Joe and she says, would you accept my hand in marriage? (laughs) Because she's a boss-ass bitch. And Grandma and Joe get married. Grandma proposes. Literally, even the bishop is like, finally. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone is rooting for Grandma and Joe. I just want to say, like, Joe didn't ask for a hand in marriage. She's just like, let's, like, mm, try this out. And Grandma's like, let's get married. Yes. Um, this movie was years ahead of its time. Truly. Um, so then we see Mia shooting the flaming arrow through the coronation ring perfectly. Um, and then we cut to coronation day. Mia is sitting by herself when Nicholas walks in and he says he's in love with her. And they kiss. And not only does one foot pop, but both feet pop. Oh my god. Incredible. Um, so then we get to the coronation ceremony. Um, Andrew was there with Nicholas's date from the garden ceremony. (laughs) So love how that turned out to turned out for them. Mm-hmm. Lily gives the royal guard her number. 
Um, I must say, I love Mia's coronation dress here. I think it was better than the wedding dress. The wedding dress was underwhelming for me. Yeah. It was, like, lace off the shoulder, and then, like, the bottom half was satin, and it's kind of a mishmash. Um, so Mia's crowned queen. She says her oath. They sing the Genovian national anthem, which was extended. Apparently, it's longer. <laughs> Um, and Mia is presented as queen. And I'm not gonna lie, I got, I got some goosebumps watching this. <laughs> Mia's queen. Mia, Mia Nethermopolis Rinaldi, queen of Genovia. It's true. Um, and then we got a couple post-credit scenes. Um, women are now being accepted into parliament, including Charlotte, mm-hmm. which was grandma's, like, first Right-hand lady. Um, and then we also get the opening of the children's shelter. Yep. Yay! And that's the end. We love to see that Mia went through with one of her promises. Hold Parliament, not Parliament, hold the monarchy accountable. <laughs> and well, that was really the only too. promise she made, I guess. <laughs> so that we know of. It's, she was probably, she probably did that in like month two because she's just I such bet a good she queen. Did. And in her first hundred days. Yeah, and that is the only <laughs> update that we get from her. So yep. we know she's doing well. So we know she follows through on her promises. Can you date while you're a queen? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that might be difficult. I'm sure it would be, but I think she'll probably date Nicholas at least for a while. If that doesn't work out, she'll figure it out. <laughs> That's the Princess Diaries that is 2. That the Princess Diaries 2 royal engagement. I give this 5 out of 5 stars. I, I personally like it better than the first Princess Diaries. Because like I said, it has all those iconic parts that I associate with the Princess Diaries. Yeah, I feel like because this came out when I was like more had more of, like, a brain. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Had more (laughs) consciousness. It, like, sticks out more in my mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to open Google Docs, but I can't find it. What movie should we watch next? Uh, I figured we would stick with Anne Hathaway and watch Ella Enchanted next. All right, let's do it. Abby, are you going to be on the podcast? We may have a guest. Who knows? <laughs> Abby has a lot of opinions about Ellen. She Shannon. does. If she's not on the podcast, she can send us all of her opinions and we will help share them gladly. Yes. So that's it. See you next time. Goodbye.